0: Madness descends on Insmatha's drunken storyteller. As he raves of blasphemous frogfish gods and sacrifices to the Deep Ones, what eldritch fate overtook this decaying seaport? Let's unravel more secrets in the next shocking chapter. Chapter 3. It must have been some imp of the perverse, or some sardonic pull from dark, hidden sources, which made me change my plans as I did. I had long before resolved to limit my observations to architecture alone, and I was even then hurrying toward the square in an effort to get quick transportation out of this festering city of death and decay, but the sight of old Zadok Allen set up new currents in my mind and made me slacken my pace uncertainly. I had been assured that the old man could do nothing but hint at wild, disjointed, and incredible legends, and I had been warned that the natives made it unsafe to be seen talking to him yet the thought of this aged witness to the town's decay, with memories going back to the early days of ships and factories, was a lure that no amount of reason could make me resist. After all, the strangest and maddest of myths are often merely symbols or allegories based upon truth, and old Zadok must have seen everything which went on around Innsmouth for the last 90 years. Curiosity flared up beyond sense and caution, and in my youthful egotism I fancied I might be able to sift a nucleus of real history from the confused, extravagant outpouring I would probably extract with the aid of raw whiskey. I knew that I could not accost him then and there, for the fireman would surely notice an object. Instead, I reflected, I would prepare by getting some bootleg liquor at a place where the grocery boy had told me it was plentiful. Then I would loaf near the fire station in apparent casualness and fall in with old Zadok after he had started on one of his frequent rambles. The youth said that he was very restless, seldom sitting around the station for more than an hour or two at a time. A quart bottle of whiskey was easily, though not cheaply, obtained in the rear of a dingy variety store just off the square in Elliott Street. The dirty-looking fellow who waited on me had a touch of the staring, Innsmouth look, but was quite civil in his way, being perhaps used to the custom of such convivial strangers, truckmen, gold-buyers, and the like, as were occasionally in town. Re-entering the square I saw that luck was with me, for, shuffling out of Payne Street around the corner of the Gilman house, I glimpsed nothing less than the tall, lean, tattered form of old Zadok Allen himself. In accordance with my plan, I attracted his attention by brandishing my newly purchased bottle, and soon realized that he had begun to shuffle wistfully after me as I turned into Wait Street on my way to the most deserted region I could think of. I was steering my course by the map the grocery boy had prepared, and was aiming for the wholly abandoned stretch of southern waterfront which I had previously visited. The only people in sight there had been the fishermen on the distant breakwater, and by going a few squares south I could get beyond the range of these, finding a pair of seats on some abandoned wharf and being free to question old Zadok unobserved for an indefinite time. Before I reached Main Street I could hear a faint and wheezy, hey, mister, behind me, and I presently allowed the old man to catch up and take copious pulls from the quart bottle. I began putting out feelers as we walked along to Water Street and turned southward amidst the omnipresent desolation and crazily tilted ruins, but found that the aged tongue did not loosen as quickly as I had expected. At length I saw a grass-grown opening toward the sea between crumbling brick walls, with the weedy length of an earth and masonry wharf projecting beyond. Piles of moss-covered stones near the water promised tolerable seats, and the scene was sheltered from all possible view by a ruined warehouse on the north. Here, I thought, was the ideal place for a long secret colloquy, so I guided my companion down the lane and picked out spots to sit in among the mossy stones. The air of death and desertion was gallish, and the smell of fish almost insufferable, but I was resolved to let nothing deter me. About four hours remained for conversation if I were to catch the eight o'clock coach for Arkham, and I began to dole out more liquor to the ancient tippler. meanwhile eating my own frugal lunch. In my donations I was careful not to overshoot the mark, for I did not wish Zadok's vinous carelessness to pass into a stupor. After an hour his furtive taciturnity showed signs of disappearing. But much to my disappointment, he still sidetracked my questions about Innsmouth and its shadow haunted past. He would babble of current topics, revealing a wide acquaintance with newspapers and a great tendency to philosophize in a sententious village fashion. Toward the end of the second hour, I feared my quart of whiskey would not be enough to produce results, and was wondering whether I had better leave Old Zadok and go back for more. Just then, however, Chance made the opening which my questions had been unable to make, and the wheezing ancient's rambling took a turn that caused me to lean forward and listen alertly. My back was toward the fishy smelling sea, but he was facing it, and something or other had caused his wandering gaze to light on the low, distant line of Devil Reef, then showing plainly and almost fascinatingly above the waves. The sight seemed to displease him, for he began a series of weak curses which ended in a confidential whisper and a knowing leer. He bent toward me, took hold of my coat lapel, and hissed out some hints that could not be mistaken. Thar's war it all begun, that cursed place of all wickedness war the deep water starts. Gate o' oh hell, sheer drop down to a bottom no sound in line kin tech. all cap en done it him that found a out more n was good for him in the South Sea Islands. Everybody was in a bad way them days. Trade falling voff, mills losen business, even the new ones, and the best of our men folks killed a privateer in in the War of 1812 or lost with the L.I.Z. and the Ranger Snow, both of M. Gilman Venters. Obed Marsh he had three ships afloat: Brigantine Columbi, Brig, Brig Hetty and Bark Sumatry Queen. He was the only one as kept on with the East Indian Pacific trade, though Esdras Martin's Barkentine Malay pride made a venture as late as 28. Never was nobody like Kapeno but old limo Satan. Heh <laughs> heh. I can mind him a telling about foreign parts and calling all the folk stupid for going to Christian meeting and bearing their burdens meek and lowly. Says they'd order GIT better gods like some oak oh, the folks in the Inges, gods as you'd bring em good fish in, in return for their sacrifices, and you'd really answer folks's prayers. Matt Elliott, his first mate, talked a lot, too, only he was again folks' is doing any heathen things. Told about out an island east of Otay Height Wall they was a lot o oh, stone ruins older and anybody knew anything about, kind oh, like them on Ponape. In the carolines but with carvings of faces that looked like the big statues on easter island they was a little volcanic island near thar too or they was other ruins with different rent carvins ruins all wore away like they'd been under the sea onct and with pictus of awful monsters all over m wall sir matt he says the natives around there had all the fish they could catch and sported bracelets and armlets and head rigs made a out of a queer kind o' golden, covered with pictus o' monsters just like the ones carved over the ruins on the little island, sort of fish-like frogs or frog-like fishes that was draught in all kinds o' positions like they was human beings. Nobody cut Git a out o' them or they got all the stuff, and all the other natives wondered how they managed to find fish in plenty even when the very next islands had lean pickings. Matty got to wondering, too, and so did Cap n Obed Obed he notices, besides, that lots of the handsome young folks you drop a out o sight for good from year to year, and that they want many old folks around. Also, he thinks some of the folks looks derned queer even for Kanakies. It took Obed to git the truth a out o them heathen. I don't he know how he done it. But he begun by trading further gold like things they wore. Asked M where they come from, and F they cud GIT more, and finally wormed the story out o oh, the old chief, Walakea, they called him. Nobody but Obed you'd ever believed the old yellow devil, but the cap en cud red folks like they was books. Heh, <laughs> heh. Nobody never believes me na' when I tell em, and I dunti espose you will, young fella though come to look at ye, ye hath kind o' oh, got them sharp reading, eyes like Obed had. The old man's whisper grew fainter, and I found myself shuddering at the terrible and sincere portentousness of his intonation, even though I knew his tale could be nothing but drunken fantasy. Wall, sir, Obed he learnt that these things on this earth as most folks never heerd our bar out, and wouldn't believe if they did hear. It seems these Kanakis were sacrificing heaps o' oh, their young men and maidens to some kind o' oh, god things that lived under the sea, and get in all kinds o' oh, favor in return. They met the things on the little islet with the queer ruins, and it seems them awful pictus o' oh, frogfish monsters were supposed to be pictus o' oh, these things. Meb they was the kind o' oh, critters as got all the mermaid stories and sex started. They had all kinds of cities on the sea-bottom, and this island was heaved up from thar. Seems they was some of the things alive in the stone buildings when the island come up sudden to the surface. That's how the Kanakis got when they was down thar. Made sign-talk as soon as they got over being skid, and pieced up a bargain afore long. Them things liked human sacrifices. Had had m ages afore. But lost track, o the upper world arter a time. What they done to the victims, it ain't for me to say, and I guess Oba W.A.N.T. none too sharp are bar out asking. But it was all right with the heathens, because they'd been having a hard time and was desperate are bar out everything. They give a certain number o young folks to the sea things twicked every year, may even Halloween, regla as cud be. Also, give some o the carved knickknacks they made. What the things agreed to give in return was plenty o fish, they drove m in from all over the sea, and a few gold like things nao and then. Well, as I says, the natives met the things on the little volcanic islet, going thar in canoes with the sacrifices at Cetry, and bringing back any of the gold like jewels as was coming to m. At first the things didn't never go onto the main island, but after a time they come to want to. Seems they hankered after mixin' with the folks, and having in ceremonies on the big days, may even Halloween. Ye see, they was able to live both in an a out water what they call amphibians, I guess. The Kanakis told Emma's as how folks from the other islands might want to wipe M A out f they got wind o there being thar but they says they dun teak here much, because they cud wipe out the whole brood o' oh, humans f' they was willing to bother, that is, any as didn't have certain signs sec as was used onked by the lost old ones, whoever they was. But not wanting to bother, they'd lay low when anybody visited the island. When it come to matin with them toad-looking fishes, the kanakies kind o' of balked, but finally they learned something as put a new face on the matter seems that human folks has got a kind o oh, relation to sec water beasts That everything alive come a out o oh, the water onct and only needs a little change to go back again them things told the kanakis that if they mixed bloods there'd be children as you'd look human at fust but later turn more and more like the things till finally they take to the water and jine the main lot o oh, things down bar. and this is the important part young fella them as turned into fish things and went into the water wouldn't never die. Them things never died except they was killed violent. Wall, sir, it seems by the time Obed knowed them islanders they was all full o' oh, fish blood from them deep water things. When they got old and begun to show it, they was kept hid until they felt like Tarkeen to the water and quit in the place. Some was more tech than others, and some never did change quite enough to take to the water, but mostly they turned a out just the way them things said. Them as was born more like the things changed early, but them as was nearly human sometimes stayed on the island till they was past 70, though they'd usually go down under fur trial trips afore that. Folks as had took to the water generally come back a good deal to visit, so's a man you'd often be a-talking to his own five-times great-grandfather who'd left the dry land a couple o-hundred oh years or so afore. Everybody got a-out o-the-e-day-o-din, except in canoe wars with the other islanders, or as sacrifices to the sea gods down below, or from snake bite or plague or sharp galloping ailments or something, before they could take to the water. But simply looked forward to a kind oak of change that Want a bit horrible after a while. They thought what they got was well worth all they'd had to give up, and I guess Obed Kind o come to think the same hisself when he chewed over old wallakea's story a bit. wallakea though, was one of the few as hadn't got none of the fish blood, being of a royal line that intermarried with royal lines on other islands. While Akaya he showed Obed a lot o rites and incantations as had to do with the sea things, and let him see some o the folks in the village as had changed a lot from human shape. Somehow or other, though, he never would let him see one of the regular things from right a out o the water. In the end he give him a funny kind o thingamajig made a out o lead or something, that he said you'd bring up the fish things from any place in the water war they might be a nest of em the e-day was to drop it down with the right kind o' oh, prayers and sec. While Akaya allah owed us the things were scattered all over the world, so's anybody that looked our bar out could find a nest and bring em up if they was wanted. Matt he didn't like this business at all, and wanted o' oh, should keep away from the island, but the cap en was sharp for gain, and found he could g-i-t them gold-like things so cheap it you'd pay him to make a specialty of em. Things went on that way for years, and Obed got enough o' oh, that gold-like stuff to make him start the refinery in Wait's old rundown fulling mill. He didn't das sell the pieces like they was, for folks you'd be all the time asking questions. All the same his crews you git a piece and dispose of it nao and then, even though they were swore to keep quiet, and he let his women folks wear some o' oh, the pieces as was more human-like than most. Wall, Come about, thirty-eight, when I was seven year old, oh but he found the island people all wiped out between the ages. Seems the other islanders had got wind o' what was going on, and had took matters into their own hands. Espos they must musta had, arter all, them old magic signs as the sea thing says was the only things they was afeard of. No telling what any oath them Kanakies will chance to git a halt of when the sea bottom throws up some island with ruins older than the deluge. Pious cusses, these was, they didn't leave nothing standing on either the main island or the little volcanic islet except what parts of the ruins was too big to knock down. In some places there was little stone strewed about out, like charms, with something on em like what ye call a swastika nowadays. Probably them was the old one's signs. Folks all wiped a out, no trace oak, no gold-like things, and none oak the nearby Kanakis. you'd breathe a word about the matter. Wouldn't even admit they'd ever been any people on that island. That naturally hit Obed pretty hard, seeing, as his normal trade was doing, very poor. It hit the whole of Innsmouth, too, because in seafaring days what profited the master of a ship Gen Lly profited the crew proportionate. Most oak oh, the folks around the town took the hard times kind oak oh, sheep like and resigned, but they was in bad shape because the fishin' was peterin a out and the mills want doing none too well. Thence the time oh, but he begun a cursin' at the folks for being dull sheep and pryin' to a Christian heaven as didn't help them none. He told em he'd knowed of folks as prayed to gods that give something ye really need and says f a good bunch oak men you'd stand by him he cud meb git a halt o satan powers as you'd bring plenty oat fish and quite a bit oak gold of course the must served on the Sumatry queen and seed the island knowed what he meant and want none too anxious to git cloth to see things like they'd hear tell on but the must didn't know what Twas all out got kind o' swayed by what Obed had to say, and begun to ask him what he could do to set M on the way to the faith as you'd bring M results. Here the old man faltered, mumbled, and lapsed into a moody and apprehensive silence, glancing nervously over his shoulder and then turning back to stare fascinatedly at the distant black reef. When I spoke to him he did not answer, so I knew I would have to let him finish the bottle. The insane yarn I was hearing interested me profoundly, for I fancied there was contained within it a sort of crude allegory based upon the strangenesses of Innsmouth and elaborated by an imagination at once creative and full of scraps of exotic legend. Not for a moment did I believe that the tale had any really substantial foundation, but nonetheless the account held a hint of genuine terror if only because it brought in references to strange jewels clearly akin to the malign tiara I had seen at port. Perhaps the ornaments had, after all, come from some strange island, and possibly the wild stories were lies of the bygone Obed himself rather than of this antique copa. I handed Zadok the bottle, and he drained it to the last drop. It was curious how he could stand so much whiskey for not even a trace of thickness had come into his high, wheezy voice. He licked the nose of the bottle and slipped it into his pocket, then beginning to nod and whisper softly to himself. I bent close to catch any articulate words he might utter, and thought I saw a sardonic smile behind the stained, bushy whiskers. Yes, he was really forming words, and I could grasp a fair proportion of them. Poor Matt, Matt or lose was again it tried to line up the folks on his side, and had long talks with the preachers, no use, they run the Congregational parson out o oh, town, and uh, the Methodist fella quit, never did see resolved Babcock, the Baptist parson, again, Roth o oh, Jehavi, I was a mighty little critter, but I heard what I heerd and seen what I seen, Dagan and Ashtoreth, Belial and Beelzebub, Golden calf and the idols o, oh, Canaan and the Philistines, Babylonish abominations, mean, mean, tekel. A passing. He stopped again, and from the look in his watery blue eyes I feared he was close to a stupor after all. But when I gently shook his shoulder he turned on me with astonishing alertness and snapped out some more obscure phrases. Don't he believe me, hey? Heh heh heh, then just tell me. Young fella, why cap Obad and 20-odd other folks used to row a out to Devil Reef in the dead o' night and chant things so loud ye could hear em all over town when the wind was right. Tell me that, hey? And tell me why Obed was a loose dropping heavy things down into the deep water t'other side oak the reef wore the bottom shoots down like a cliff lower n' ye can so and. Tell me what he done with that funny shaped lead thingamajig as Wallacheya give him. Hey, boy? And what did they all howl on May Eve, and again the next Halloween? And why the new church parsons, fellas as used to be sailors, wear them queer robes and cover themselves with them gold-like things overed brun Hey? The watery blue eyes were almost savage and maniacal now, and the dirty white beard bristled electrically. Old Zadok probably saw me shrink back, for he had begun to cackle evilly. Heh, 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 heh. Beginning to see, hey? Maybe you'd like to a me in them days, when I seed things at night a-out to see from the cupolo top o, oh, my house. Oh, I can tell ye, little pictures have big ears, and I-W-A-N-T missing nothing, oh, what was gossiped a-b-out cap n-o-but and the folks a-out to the reef. Heh, heh, heh. How about the night I took my PA ship's glass up to the cupola and seed the reef a bristlin thick with shapes that dove off quick soon's the moon rays. Obed and the folks was in a dory, but them shapes dove off the far side into the deep water and never come up. How do you like to be a little shaver alone up in a cupola a eh, watching shapes as WANT human shapes? Hey. heh ha ha ha. The old man was getting hysterical, and I began to shiver with a nameless alarm. He laid a gnarled claw on my shoulder, and it seemed to me that its shaking was not altogether that of mirth. I one night ye seed something heavy heave to fen dory beyond the reef, and then land next day a young fellow was missing from home. Hey? Did anybody ever see Hyde or Hare or Hiram Gilman again? Did they? and Nick Pierce and Luelli Waite, and Adeniram Southwick, and Henry Garrison? Hey? Heh, 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 heh. Shapes talking sign language with their hands, them as had real hands. Well, sir, that was the time Obert begun to git on his feet again. Folks see his three daughters a wearing gold-like things as nobody'd never see on Emma four. And smoke started coming out oak the reef in our white chimbley. Other folks were prospering, too, fish begun to swarm into the harbor fit to kill, and heaven knows what sized cargoes we begun to ship out to New Breitport, Arkham, and Boston. Twas then Obed got the old branch railroad put through. Some kingsport fishermen heerd our bar out the catch and come up in sloops, but they was all lost. Nobody never see. M again. And just then our folks organized the esoteric order of Dagon, and bought Masonic Hall of Fen Calvary Commandery for it, he, he. Matt Elliott was a mason and again the sale in, but he dropped a out o' site just then. Remember, I ain't saying Obert was set on heaven things just like they was on that Kanaki Isle. I do not think he aimed at fuss to do no mixin'. Nor raise no young guns to take to the water and turn into fishes with eternal life. He wanted them gold things, and was willing to pay heavy, and I guess the others were satisfied for a while. Come in 46 the town done some looking and thinking for itself. Too many folks missing, too much wild preaching at meeting of a Sunday, too much talk our bar out that reef. I guess I done a bit by telling, Selectman man Mary what I see from the cupola. They was a party one night as followed Obed's cray out a out to the reef, and I heared shots betwixt the dories. Next day Obed and thirty-two others was in gale, with everybody a wondering, just what was afoot and just what charge again m could be got to hold. God, if anybody'd looked ahead a couple o' weeks later when nothing had been throwed into the sea for that long. Zadok was showing signs of fright and exhaustion, and I let him keep silence for a while, though glancing apprehensively at my watch. The tide had turned and was coming in now, and the sound of the wave seemed to arouse him. I was glad of that tide, for at high water the fishy smell might not be so bad. Again I strained to catch his whispers. That awful night. I seed M. I was up in the cupola, hordes of M, swarms of M, all over the reef and swimming up the harbour into the Minuxet. God, what happened in the streets of Innsmouth that night? They rattled our door, but Pa wouldn't open then he clumb a out the kitchen window with his musket to find select man Maori and see what he could do. Mounds, oh, the dead and the dim, shots and screams, shouting, in old square and town squar and new church green, gale throwed open, proclamation, treason called it the plague when folks come in and found half our people missing, nobody left but them as you jine in with Obed and them things or else keep quiet, never heerd, oh, my pa no more. The old man was panting and perspiring profusely. His grip on my shoulder tightened. Everything cleaned up in the morning, but they was traces. Obed he kinda takes charge and says things is going to be changed, others'll worship with us at meeting time, and certain houses has got to entertain guests they wanted to mix like they done with the Kanakis, and he for one didn't feel bound to stop them. Far gone, was Obed, just like a crazy man on the subject. He says they brung us fish and treasure, and should have what they hankered arter nothing was to be different runt on the a outside only we was to keep shy o oh, strangers f we knowed what was good for us we all had to take the oath oh Dagon, and later on they were second and third oaths that some on us took them as you'd help special you git special rewards golden sec no use balkin fur they was millions of m down there. they'd Ruther not start risen and whipping a out humankind but if they was gave away and forced to, they could do a lot toward just that. We didn't have them old charms to cut them off like folks in the South Sea did, and them Kanakis wouldn't he never give away their secrets. Yield up enough sacrifices and savage knickknacks and harborage in the town when they wanted it, and they'd let well enough alone. Wouldn't he bother no strangers as might bear tails a outside, that is, without they got prying. All in the band of the faithful, order O Dagon, and the children should never die, but go back to the Mother Hydra and Father Dagon what we all come from, I.A. I.A. Chulhu Ftan. Phnglui MGLW Naf Chulhu A Liar WG Nagel Old Zadok was fast lapsing into stark raving, and I held my breath. Poor old soul. To what pitiful depths of hallucination had his liquor plus his hatred of the decay alienage and disease around him brought that fertile imaginative brain he began to moan now and tears were coursing down his channeled cheeks into the depths of his beard god what i seen saint i was fifteen year old mean mean tekel a parson, the folks as was missing and them as killed their selves them as told things in Arkham or Ipswich or sec places was all called crazy, like you a calling me right nao, but god, what I seen, they'd a killed me long ago for what I know, only I took the fust and second oaths o, da garner fen Obed, so was protected unless an a jury of m proved I told things knowing, and deliberate, but I wouldn't e take the third oath, I'd a. Died Ruther and take that. It got was around civil war time when children born Sankt 46 begun to grow up, some of them, that is. I was afeard, never did no prying arter that awful night, and never see one of them, close to in all my life. That is, never no full-blooded one. I went to the war, and f' Ida had any guts or sense I'd never come back, but settled away from here. But folks wrote me things WANT so bad. That, I suppose, was because government month draft men was in town at 63. After the war it was just as bad again. People began to fall off, mills and shops shut down, ship pin stopped and the harbour choked up, Railroad give up, but they they never stopped swimming in an A out oak the river from that cursed reef o Satan, and more and more attic windows got a boarded up more and more noises was heard in houses as WANT espose to have nobody in M. Folks a outside have their stories about us, espose you've heard a plenty on M. Seeing what questions ye asked, stories about things they've seen now and then, and about that queer jewelry as still comes in from some wars and ain't quite all melted up, but nothing never gets deaf night. Nobody'll believe nothing. They call them gold-like things pirate loot, and allow the Innsmouth folks has fur and blood or is distempered or something. Besides, them that lives here shoe off as many strangers as they kin, and encourage the rest not to git very co-use, specially io and night time. Beasts balk at the critters, hosses wuss and mules, but when they got autos that was all right. In 46 capen Obed took a second wife that nobody in the town never see, some says he didn't want to, but was made to buy them as he'd called in, had three children by her, two as disappeared young, but one gal as looked like anybody else and was educated in Europe. Obed finally got her married off by a trick to an Arkham fella as didn't suspect nothing. But nobody a outside'll have nothing to do with Innsmouth folks nao. Barnabas Marsh that runs the reef in R Y Nao is Obed's grandson by his first wife, son of Once Ephorus, his eldest son, but his mother was another oak them as Want never see a outdoors. Right Nao Barnabas is our bar out changed. Can't shed his eyes no more, and these all a out oak shape. They say he still wears clothes, but he'll take to the water soon. Meb has tried it already. They do sometimes go down for little spells afore they go for good. Ain't C seed out in public for nigh on 10 year. du he know how his poor wife kin feel, she come from Ipswich, and they nigh lynched Barnabas when he courted her 50 odd year ago. Oh but he died in 78, and all the next generation is gone nao, the first wife's children dead, and the rest. God knows. The sound of the incoming tide was now very insistent and little by little it seemed to change the old man's mood from maudlin tearfulness to watchful fear. He would pause now and then to renew those nervous glances over his shoulder or out toward the reef, and despite the wild absurdity of his tale, I could not help beginning to share his vague apprehensiveness. Zadog now grew shriller and seemed to be trying to whip up his courage with louder speech. Hey, you! Why do not ye say something? How do ye like to be living in a town like this, with everything a rotten and a din and boarded up? Monsters crawling and bleating and barkin and hoppin around black cellars and attics every way ye turn. Hey! How do ye like to hear the howlin night after night from the churches and order oak Dagon Hall and know what's doing part oak the howlin? How do ye like to hear what comes from that awful reef every May Eve and Hallowmas? Mass? Hey, think the old man's crazy, eh? Whoa, well, sir, let me tell ye that ain't the worst. Zadok was really screaming now, and the mad frenzy of his voice disturbed me more than I care to own. Curse ye, Dunty set that, a staring at me with them eyes. I tell Obed Marsh he's in hell and has got to stay there. Heh in hell, I says. Can't g-i-t me, I hainty done nothing, nor told nobody nothing. Oh, you, young fella? Well, even if I hainty told nobody nothing, yet, I may go in, to nao. You just sit still and listen to me, boy, this is what I ain't never told nobody. I says I didn't do no prying arter that night, but I found things a-out just the same. You want to know what the real horror is, hey? Well, it's this, it ain't what them fish devils has done, but what they're a going to do. They're a bringing things up a out o, oh, what they come from into the town, been doing it fur years, and slackening up lately. Them houses north o, oh, the river betwixt water and main streets is full of em, them devils and what they brung, and when they GIT ready. I say, When they git ready ever hear tell of a shoggoth hey d ye hear me i tell ye i know what them things be i seen em one night when a r a h e r the hideous suddenness and inhuman frightfulness of the old man's shriek almost made me faint his eyes looking past me toward the malodorous sea were positively starting from his head while his face was a mask of fear worthy of Greek tragedy. His bony claw dug monstrously into my shoulder, and he made no motion as I turned my head to look at whatever he had glimpsed. There was nothing that I could see. Only the incoming tide, with perhaps one set of ripples more local than the long-flung line of breakers. But now Zadok was shaking me, and I turned back to watch the melting of that fear-frozen face into a chaos of twitching eyelids and mumbling gums. Presently his voice came back, albeit as a trembling whisper. G-I-T-A auto oh here. G-I-T-A out here. They seen us, G-I-T-A out for your life. Dunty wait for nothing, they know nao, run for it, quick. A out oh this town. Another heavy wave dashed against the loosening masonry of the bygone wharf, and changed the mad ancient's whisper to another inhuman and blood-curdling scream. E, ya. Ya. Before I could recover my scattered wits he had relaxed his clutch on my shoulder and dashed wildly inland toward the street, reeling northward around the ruined warehouse wall. I glanced back at the sea but there was nothing there. And when I reached Water Street and looked along it toward the north there was no remaining trace of Zadok Allen. The sins of Innsmouth has twisted past stir from eldritch depths. What happenings at the Devil Reef still haunt this decaying populace. More puzzle pieces come to light next time our student prize deeper behind the crumbling facade.